So here we are at episode 99, and I'm Joey Salvia, getting ready to give you part two of Jim Brewer at his house with Greg and Robert Mathers, otherwise known as Littlefoot. Here's another clip that Jim brought along off his new album, Jim Brewer, live from Portland, on a very, very special OP radio. It's like, yeah, you're going for a colonoscopy. I went in there, I'm like, I don't, and I'm looking at the thing they shove in your, it, it's, it's at least, it's a machine, right, yes, yes, it's at least that long. And I, I saw something, they knock you out, right, they knock this person out, and they were wheeling them like a, like an animal, you know, when they're in the gym, like, uh, we're gonna, we gotta get the white rhino and save his life here. We gotta... <laughs> you see this? <laughs> Put up on the wagons! Like, this big human being is going by, it's a massive. And they put him in the room, and I just saw his big lamb chop lifted up. I swear my life, I can see, because the windows are open, and I just see like that she's like, yeah, and they're telling jokes. <laughs> and by, the, by then, it was too late. It was too late. They already had me wrapped up with a needle, and I said, I'm not, I'm not I can't do that. Dude, you, you're not sticking that in my ass. Just maybe a hook, count to ten. Why am I going to do Oh my God, I was dreaming. Oh, welcome to heaven. Oh. It was, I'm not going to lie to you. And only, I think, I think, only if you have children, children, you can relate to what I'm going to say. That Once you have children, one of the most important things in your life and that you look forward to all the time that no one else can understand is just going, I just need some sleep. <laughs> There's nothing more powerful than waking up like, Oh my God, I slept over six hours. You're thanking God, thank you God, I needed that, I don't know. I want a stretch of 87 days, this is awesome. This, this, whatever they knocked me out was the greatest, greatest sleep ever in my life. I've I haven't felt this good in 20 years. And I woke up and went, oh my God, um, Listen, I changed my mind. He said, we're done. We're already done. So we're done. You had a lot of things in there. You had a lot of things in there. <laughs> There's nothing bad. We just had to keep going in and keep going in. It looked great. It looked great. Everything looks great. You're, uh, everything's awesome. I went, you're really done? He goes, yeah, it's all good. Clean as a whistle. <laughs> and I went, hey, uh, can I come here like three days a week? 
you can shove whatever you want in my ass if I get to sleep like that. Just make sure it's out when I wake up. We're all good. Yeah. I went to Florida right after that. And I was, I can hear my asshole whistling. My shorts on, I was on the beach. And then there was this guy, old man, old man with the metal detector. He's going, you, you just turned 50, didn't you? Good sleep, ain't it, kid? Me and Jim Brewer outside on his beautiful deck uh, somewhere in the middle of New Jersey in the middle of the woods. We're going to do another um, episode of the Opie Radio Podcast. And and uh, obviously, just before we turned, uh, just before we started, me and uh, me and Brewer are catching up, and I was telling him some good stories, a good edible story that I've told on the podcast. People, that are, is funny. Matter of fact, I told that um, story on the podcast, and Chris used it in his special. Chris, <laughs> it's the so famous funny. Chris uh, DiStefano uh, edible story when we went to the Islanders Rangers game. So what I was just, I was just telling Brewer that story, and he got a he got a good laugh out of it. So as soon as you said the amount he ate, I already started laughing. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I feel the wind. It is it's wind- windy out. It's people. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It, it's yeah. gorgeous. It's like early spring here in New Jersey, and we're out in. Uh, we're outside on a deck that. It's nice. This is a great deck. It's going to keep me on tour for at least three more years. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> see, see, we say it's a great deck. Yeah. Jim Brewer's thinking. I'm going to have to tour 40 cities next year. <laughs> Come on, another Metallica. Come on, Metallica. Announce another tour. Right, exactly. <laughs> But man, is it nice, and I feel the wind, and I, yeah. and I, uh, I feel privileged to be outside uh, with Jim Brewer because I know this is his spot. You hear that woodpecker? I did hear that woodpecker. It's a woodpecker. That is awesome. That's the big one, like Woody Woodpecker. He's about a foot and a half big. Oh, you've seen it? Oh, yeah, I know the sound. Uh, no, I know the sound. You're going to hear it like You're going to hear it in two minutes. You're going to... As it's just knocking its head against a, a tree? Yeah, crushing it. How does it not get a headache? I know that's hack, but... It... It's so like a guy drilling for just to make a stupid hole. And <laughs> what do they do with the stupid hole when it's done? There, I think there's bugs on. They're grabbing bugs inside. They're grabbing bugs. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they were. I don't know. I thought they were uh, sign makers. <laughs> I don't know. Making a hole and then maybe they could store stuff in there. I no. swear to God, that's what I thought until this very moment. I, I'm heating up. I'm very embarrassed. No, no, no. What? 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 Woodpeckers, do, I'm going to give you a little Nature Channel stuff here. Please do. What woodpeckers do is yeah. the reason they're pecking wood, they're usually pecking dead wood. Okay. And you don't want them pecking on your house because it means you got bugs somewhere all up in your house. They're all about the bugs. They, they can hear the bugs inside the tree. Wow. 
You ever see a robin? Of course. A robin walks really fast and then stops. Right. And then just stands erect. Yeah. A robin can hear vibrations under the earth. So what it's doing is it walks really fast. Yeah. I've been out here way too long. (laughs) Way too (laughs) long. It walks really fast. Yeah. Stops, listens for a worm moving under the ground. And if you watch a robin long enough, he'll finally find exactly where the worm is and then bloop, go down and and snag that sucker. That's because he heard where it was. Go ahead, D. What's... Oh, no. No, no, no. What's up? noises? Goodbye, pretty. All right, good seeing your day. Thank you. See a little bit. Day. Wait, you're getting the girls and come back, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. And then we're going to do a family podcast. Oh, God. We're going to work out all issues. I'm going to be like oh, no. the arbitrator <laughs> all in one day. That's my goal today. Can you? Can you? All right. Never mind. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, you explaining the, the robin with the, the worm and stuff. Yeah, yeah. When I hear stuff like that, that's when I say, of course there's a God. Not in the not in the religious sense of a guy with a beard sitting on a cloud, but just God in general. Well, because that is just beyond messed up. Yeah, like how do they figure that? How do they? No. Well, I always said this. Like for instance, the other day, uh, I'm with I'm with a guy that I've been hanging out with. His his wife passed, and right. we there's a bunch of guys. We go and get coffee every morning. Yeah, in Jersey. And we, uh, see, did you hear him? Oh, I love it. That's Nature the, sounds. That's the big woodpecker. So, look at, look at. What's wrong? Are you a city guy? You're freaking out. No, I he's. I'm, I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah, I he's waiting for it. Stuff. He's, he's oh, listening good. for it. So, dude, he, we, should, other, we should, you know what we should do? Stop what? podcasting. Let's just make a nature CD today. <laughs> <laughs> crunching wood. Crunching no, we leaves. put it on YouTube. Those those damn YouTube oh, videos do great. Uh, it's not it, EMDR. It's not. It's not the. No, it's just nature sounds for meditating yeah. and falling asleep. Deep. There you go. Look it up yourself. There's the racket. I'm a fan. Anyway, continue. So your your friend who lost someone. Very yeah. Close to him. So the other day he goes, um, oh. Oh, I did, I did the MLB Network, right? I said, hey, you want to go? He goes, oh, God, I'd love that. So we go to the MLB Network, and I'm on there. We come back, and I say, hey, are you hungry? I want to get lunch. He stops getting lunch. I said, I know. It's a great place. I'm, they have the greatest burger ever. He's like, oh, I, I can't have a burger. I said, you can't have a burger? He said, oh, you know, I can't, I can't eat meat. It's this. It's good for whatever it is. Yeah. And I went, what? You're, what are you talking about? He goes, oh well, you know, I, it's it's Good Friday and it's the thing, and I went, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, so you're a ama- you're you're the most amazing human in the world. Since your wife has passed, you do everything you can to help everyone else in their life, and and you you think you're going to be denied denied because you had eating a burger. A burger. Yeah. Now, a lot of people feel that way. Whatever. So my yeah. point is. This but is we're allowed- this is how I look at religion. Oh, God, sorry, sorry. Religion, religion. Yes. Organized religion. Yes. Let, let's go back to the beginning of time. You had beginning of time. Man was tribe, correct? You correct. had Indians, Africans, Peruvian, whatever the tribe is, they still exist. They all had a god or gods and spirit and prayed. They didn't have books. No. 
They didn't have churches. Church. They didn't have organized. Yet. This is how you do it, right. and this is what you do, and these are the rules. No, no one handed them the rules. That's that's more man-made. Am I jumping ahead here? Sorry. No, but I always think of that. And my attitude is, if the books help, wonderful. Of course. If the whatever you do helps, wonderful. Of course. But I also believe that when you open your mind that way, so many other things can, you can see so much more. Right. You can hear more. You can help. You do, so much more will come to you. And I thought, now, if you think about civilizations, what do we do out of our way to to call cannibals, savages, animals from somewhere along the line we started crushing all tribes right and we crushed them and I in the bible you go to school or the quran and you got to do this and you go to school and this is how you talk and this is the thing and that's an organized society right and that is also brain control right now you create schools why the fuck do we have to learn whatever we learn in school let's call it what it is it's it's indoctrination that's exactly what it is and you got to pay for it all and how do you pay for it well you're enslaved as a child from the minute you're born you're enslaved that's that that's what now the slavery is a different thing yeah so i do believe there's something and and for me i've tapped into it since i was young where i would either talk i would i would listen to all different walks of life if you just study life, there is something that's supposed to keep moving us along and and all that jazz. Um, oh, can you move your car? D is behind you. My wife's <laughs> miming while I'm trying to get all heavy. And I'm like, why is she interrupting? This is perfect. <laughs> You're pretty much describing and the universe. And, oh, by the way, can you and move I, your car? And I will tell you this. Yeah. Every time we go in this direction... You will always get deflected. Yeah. Always. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah. So, We're, I think organized religion, and I don't want anyone to get upset by this, it's just a thought. Just a, I'm not saying I'm right, not saying I'm wrong. It's just a thought. It was purposely made, so now it can control. It's complete mind control. Think about organized religion. Now you have to pray. You ever, you ever go into a church... Whatever church it is, and they're like, we believe that our father would. Dude, that is full-blown mind control. Yeah. That is, uh, this is the way. Right. And and when D first discovered the Lord, one of the things that really bothered me, I'll give you, for instance, um, my brother passed away years ago, left three boys. I had whatever you call it, a dream. And... I was young, and while I was sleeping, he came to me. It was bright. It was beautiful. He was dressed, whatever it was. I just, I felt like he was in my nana's backyard. I don't know. And he said to me, "Look over my boys. They'll be fine." Because just check in on my boys. And he said, "Mom still has all of you." And then before he left, I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." What about you? And he went, I'm super. I'm super. My mom 
right before he passed, because that was her first son, and his father was killed in World War II. My mom was crying like crazy and said, I'm going to slap Lefty's face when I see him. I said, why? She goes, he came to me and he said it was time for him to be with his son. And I said, don't you dare. He took him. Now, they could be dreams. Yeah. Or not. Right. Now, what I saw, it could be a dream. Maybe that's what I wanted to say. I don't know. Right. It makes you think, though. But what, where I'm getting at right. is organized religion could do two things. A, it brings you to find God or whatever. That's the positive. But then the negative is like, this is the way it is, and that's that. Right. And the other thing is... And, and the scare tactics. The scare tactics. And the other thing is, everyone looking for it, what better way than to turn everyone away, but we create this and then fuck it up. Right. Whether it's on purpose or not. Right. And what better way to turn all the humans... See, I told you, there's no such thing as God, because these people are... Look at all the money they stole. Look, they're fucking young children. Look, they're... See, there's no God. It's all bullshit. Right. That's a brilliant, dark, ugly scheme to crush your thought process to go deeper in the spirit and realize where we originally came from. Right. Now, that could be right or wrong, but I, you have to think about that because if you don't think that there's people out there, masterminds, creating things just to fuck things up, right? well, then I hate to tell you, I know for a fact there is. I, I, I think more like you than not. Like, I think what we're doing right now is very spiritual. Yes. The, I hear the wind. I hear I, I hear nature. I hear a lot of different animals. I know before we uh, end this podcast, we're going to see a whole bunch of deer run through those woods. And I, I feel like that's what it was a long, long time ago. Of course ago. it was. You were one with nature. I feel like God is everywhere. Yes. And, uh, and someone decided, you know what? We can monetize this. We can monetize <laughs> this. We can make money. We can Mon put some ads on this. People have figured out how to make money off of everything that's valuable in life. Right. They, they fucking make money off our water. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to be breathing. Trust me. Well, I, oh, it's going to be air. I don't question it anymore because remember when when that, that first uh, bottle of water, they're like, that'll be a dollar. You're like, this will never take off. No one's going to pay for water. That's ridiculous. They will if they contaminate I, all the other water. Right. But you fast forward a few decades, and now that's a billion-dollar industry. And I think that's on the low side. you got to go multi-billion-dollar industry. Right. Before, before we became, quote, civilized, yeah. you always had witch doctors. You right. had the healers. You right. had the people that knew. Oh, if you'd eat this bark and you do whatever, blah, blah. What great way we got to monetize this right. shit. Right. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is I know it's a deeper reason. Just me. Right. Like, you can call me crazy, whatever. I just had this conversation the other day. No. I did a podcast and they were like, yeah, there's no fucking God. I went, you believe that. Right. Well, that's because you got nothing to look forward to. Right. Maybe you haven't studied life yet. I think I think one of the problems with being a human being, you think this stupid brain of ours knows everything, and it's not even close to the understanding of what the universe is. No we way. We are not equipped with these brains to figure out the entire universe and how this started. And the only ones that have have been crushed, conquered, killed, 
enslaved right. and reworked right. so that now they're civilized. Yeah. No, more people are, are turning toward uh, spirituality. Like, for the longest time, I got, I got sick of organized religion because I, I was brought up that way, and I just turned my back on that whole thing for the longest time. And then slowly but surely, I, I started uh, discovering spirituality in general. And I would... I. I feel like I'm in the presence of God or, or spirituality or uh, uh, a, universe. A, a universe or the oneness with my soul when I'm just walking a beach by myself yes. listening to the ocean and yes. picking up, you ready for this? And you're going to laugh, but it's okay. And picking up stupid glass rocks. Yes! And I'm, I'm one with nature at that point, one with the, the universe, uh, whatever you want to call it. And I can't get that feeling in any church in the world. Okay, let me go. Let me go a little deeper and creepier. Yeah. The more your mind is controlled, and the more you have eye candy, the more you don't have that feeling, and your natural ability to tap into spirituality, a deeper God, the better it is for whoever's controlling everything. Sure. What has been created? The more. The more. Over the years, more and more, there's one thing that's pressed on a consistent basis to control your mind 24-7. And I some people think about this. Your phone, computer, right. telephone, right. television, everywhere you go. From the, from the moment you wake up, your brain is infiltrated. As much as you say, well, I'm educated. I like to think that I can think for my... You can't. No, you can't. Right. Because you're infiltrated 24-7 with a headline, newspaper, right. the news, your phone, bling, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But it's tw your mind we're, is controlled 24-7. So unless you do more of this, take a walk. You know what's going to be the biggest thing? In like 10, 15 years, we should start it. And, and, I, and I literally used to laugh about this. Opening cans for the future where there's absolutely no electronics, no phones, no nothing. And kids will leave there going, that was amazing. amazing. I feel like I went to heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My right. kid did that last year, went to Montana for three weeks in a camp. She came back, said, I don't want a phone again, Dad. Uh, two weeks later, she's yeah, on the phone. And she's like, God. <laughs> yeah. but, but the point is. But she felt it. When you're walking on the beach, when you're on a hike alone, or, or with two, three people, and you're finding peace, silence. Yeah. That is when it comes Silence to Silence is very powerful. And it's very a necessity. Yeah. And for the longest time, when I've started my walks on the beach, and I, a lot of people know I really like my fishing and stuff, and I get up really early. I get up with the sun as I'm walking the, the beach, and uh, very spiritual. But at first, it was like, ah, but let me check my Twitter. Oh, wait, maybe I could go a minute without checking my uh, Facebook. Or, or You know what I mean? Oh, well, I'm I, still guilty of it. No, I, no, I no. Had, yeah. But I'm finally yeah, to the point where... Yeah. I do have the phone with me in case my wife got to get, get a hold of me or whatever. Right. But I am um, definitely not checking it. I can't say at all, but very close to it all when I'm in those you places and those moments. You tap out a lot more often. Yeah, you exactly. You tap out a lot more often. So, yeah. so that, leads, that leads to the soul. Yes. And uh, we got to promote live from Portland. That's one reason we're doing this um, uh, podcast with Jim Brewer. It's a great comedy CD. Um, on it, you talk about... Uh, holding your dad while he was uh, dying, which yeah. was right in that room heavy. over there. Oh, he died in your house. Yeah. Can you go in that room? What do you mean? Oh yeah, no problem. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. And I don't know if I said it 
on the album, like I said, I really don't know what I... Um, but when he, when he died, you know, I held him. <clears throat> A couple months later, it was October. I was in the room inside with the, the lower room, the lower, the sunken living room. Yeah. And I would have really bad <clears throat> primal cries. Where you're like, like when you'd have three years old, when your mom take take away candy, throw it. I'd have those type of deep primal cries missing him. Can I interrupt for one second, please? Yeah, because it's really important. Yeah, someone in our family is is dying, an older person. Okay, okay. and it's uh, you know it's it's fine. My father in law's father is dying. Okay. Your father-in-law's father is dying. Okay. Okay. So this and is your wife's grandfather. Yes. So I should have said it that way. So you know, I, I feel obligated to to try to like talk to my uh, father-in-law about it. And I said, I said to my wife, I said, when your parent dies, oh, when your parent dies, it brings you back to being a very small child. Did you feel that with your dad? Like, I remember when I got the word from the hospital, my dad was in the coma after the car accident. They called, like, it's happening today. He's dying today. Right. I would have crawled in bed with my mom at that moment, like I was six years old again. Mm -hmm. I never thought I would ever feel that type of uh, helplessness, that sadness, that vulnerability ever again in my life. But when my dad passed, it brought me back to being a child. And I told my wife, that's what your dad's probably going to you know, yeah. feel. Doesn't matter how old you are. Right. When that happens, you are, you're abandoned. Yeah. You're an orphan. Yeah. Billy Crystal, I saw Billy Crystal 700 sun, Sundays and he really described it as you're, you're an orphan. Right. Doesn't matter how old you are. You go, oh my God, I'm an orphan. Right. And no matter <clears throat> how old and beaten down your parents are as they get older and maybe they're even when they're senile whatever they're still there right and and you're still connected to the to the parent you feel like you have their protection no matter what just with them still living it's just there it's and then they're gone yeah so, yeah. So go back to the primal screen I apologize yeah no 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 we're literally going through this as you talk about this yeah so he dies and um Oh, and I'm going to go to it. I'm going to bounce back to something when I get annoyed at. One of the things I got annoyed with organized religion or where D was with the Lord, my brother died. I always had this thing to look over his his kids, my right. nephews. We're on the beach one day. I had a family reunion, and they're not talking to each other. The boys are not talking to each other. And so <clears throat> got it really early. I know story sounds crazy. One one of his kids, um, who parties, there's no way he's going to... I get up before everyone, and I go on the beach, all right? I'm going to say it's before 7 a.m., and there's a big fog. It's on the Outer Banks. Nice. <clears throat> and I start praying. I go, you know, God, you know, Eddie, that's my brother's name, Eddie, you know you kids aren't talking to each other. If 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 you could give me the words you want me to say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation. I, I, I don't know how to take care of God. Please let 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 it just be healed and da 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 whatever I'm saying, right? And I feel good. And that's how I start the day before anyone's up. I turn around and who's walking right towards me out of the fog? 
put the son with the. I'm like, what are you? What is why? What are you? What are you doing? He goes, Uncle Jim, what are you doing? And I just started laughing. And I looked back out to the direction I was praying. And I started giggling. And I went, this is, this is like Star Wars shit. This is. <laughs> and that's how I look at it. I'm like, maybe Star Wars is really <laughs> right. on his song. Because right. the more I ask, it comes in. Yeah. So he goes, dude, I, on my kids' lives. I'm not even exaggerate this. I got nothing to, I, I have nothing to sell here. He goes, you know me and you know me and my brother aren't talking. It's bad. When I know, I don't know what the fuck I said. Oh, but it was as I was saying it. Like I wouldn't use words like this. Oh my god! Not talking tongue, but I'm like yeah, just yeah. the way my brother would talk. Right. And then I kind of said, you know, you gotta understand this. When your father died, you you you're. Your oldest brother, all he knew is the way dad was. So he's always going to... He was left as the man in the house. So he's always going to be the man in the house. He's always going to look... You're always going to be like, oh my God, I got to take care of you. I know that pisses you off, but you got to understand that was his mourning. Right. I go, I know you keep getting pissed because he thinks... And he's successful and you're... Whatever I said, all I know is two weeks later, they were all going to a ball game together. Oh my God. And I couldn't cry and I was so happy... I was just so happy for him. I told D, D, you're not going to believe this, blah, 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 and here's what happened. And I, I was praying to God and praying to Eddie. You're not supposed to pray like that. What? what? That's not how you're supposed to pray. And I, th- there was a part of me that just went, you know what? I, I don't think you're connected the way you're supposed to be connected. Because if, Whatever's telling you, you have to pray this way. Now your mind is cl- like it. It doesn't matter it whether it worked or not, or it was going to work anyway. Yeah. How can you say that to someone? Yeah, man, that's heavy. And there's been other circumstances where, like, all right, she goes, you know, this one's Catholic. And they always pray to the Mary, and I pray to. I'm like, it doesn't matter right. if you believe there's one Almighty. Eventually, you'll get to him. Right. So don't worry how you specifically suppose. There's only one God. It's a joke. Yeah. That's where organized religion fucks your mind up. Right. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with if you If you believe in it, you have to trust in the ultimate. Right. And if you trust in the ultimate, then it, just try, don't tell. Don't, don't say how it's supposed to be. You got to get rid of those boundaries. <clears throat> you got boundaries. That are holding you down, you know, where, oh, I got to pray this way or it's not going to work. No, maybe just walking the beach, talking to the fog is, Ex- is, I, is just who, as powerful. Just as powerful. So now with that said, we'll go back to the, my dad. Yeah. So my dad dies. I begged God my whole life. I just want to be there when he dies. I don't care. I don't care if I become a zillionaire. I don't come. Whatever life brings me. Please don't let this man be alone. I want to be there for this man. Moment happens. I'm there for him. I hold him right to his last breath. Having a hard time for bad cries. I miss him more than anything in the world. I'm in the other room and I go, uh, you know, God, please. I don't know. I don't know if I buy heaven. 
I, I don't know what's out there because no one no one is officially just. Oh, dude, what are you doing back here? Yeah. Holy shit, dude! I gotta tell you what went down. You ain't gonna believe. First of all, there's no camels. Don't ask me why. For some reason, they said just don't look for camels. There is no camels in heaven. What? Are you kidding me? And there's no fucking chickens, but there are eggs. I don't know how the fuck eggs are gonna anyway, anyway, it's a long story. We got a lot to talk about. Sit down, get a coffee. What? Let's go. It just never happened. That would solve a lot. It would solve a lot of problems. It just never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, I'm in there. And I'm like, God, you know. And when we were kids, we would talk for hours. Maybe you know, one, one friend. Maybe we're spirits, and we maybe we're energy. Energy goes from one thing to the other. From one thing, maybe we reincarnate. Your energy leaves, and now you go into a an animal or a bush, whatever. Right. Nobody knows. No one knows for sure. The oh, end day, no will, one knows. People will tell you they know. Oh, I know. I know the they were. People are, you know, atheists. Oh, I know for sure. Of course no they God. do. Yeah, atheists are the first one when your plane's going down, going, oh, God, Jesus, <laughs> Lord, please, Mohammed, whatever exists, help me. You know, and I, atheists, I will tell you, most atheists, I shouldn't say this, but most atheists I talk to yeah. are more, they, they are more, they got turned off by organized mm-hmm. religion. Sure. Yeah. A lot of homosexuals that I am friends with, are, are, are one of them just passed. And he was like, there is no God. And like, well, why do you feel that way? Because whenever I'd go to church, blah, blah, blah. And in the Bible, it said, uh, see, now you're not mad at God. You're mad at what that church told you and to what those written words said. Right. You never gave anything else a chance. Right. God, I love you. Anyway. For real, man. I, I surrendered a long time ago to not... I simply go, I don't know. I don't know. None of us know. We might be... Pleasant. So how can you debate? For all we know, we're fucking aliens. I don't know. We and might. isn't there some sort of peace in that? Yes. In, in, in knowing the unknown knowns and not knowing it, then it's fine. Then you don't have to find... Then, then you find what works for you. And you don't have to, I don't have to solve your problems. I don't have yes. to solve your yeah. problems. Right. I just have to figure I, my own shit out. And this relationship here. And that's personal. And then, then I can coexist with everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I, I truly have yeah. said that over the years. Like, I don't know. And they're like, then I'll get an email or a tweet. Oh, you know. You know. <laughs> I'm like, I really, I, I'm here and to tell you, I simply, at this stage of my life, don't know. I'm more spiritual. Uh, I don't know what happens. We might be pleasantly surprised, maybe. And, or it's something that we just can't uh, define in human terms, like that little soul of yours, right. whatever the hell that is, just right. pops out after you die and goes goes for a ride. I don't know. I, I, I will tell you. that soul thing, I want to get into that with your dad dying, but finish your story, please, because... The, well, the soul thing, too. I, I'll, I'll say that. When I held him, you're talking about when I was holding him. Because it's exactly what happened with my dad. And... The second I heard that last breath, that oh, um, I just, it was like, oh, it's gone. Yeah. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yes. It's the worst cry you'll ever have. Yes. And that went on for, I don't know, it seemed not very long, 30 seconds to a minute. And then when I gently let him go and I looked at him, I was like, fuck. I, this is a corpse. Yes. He, it, whatever was in him. Yes. Literally just went. Like. Just beyond. It wasn't a. It was just flying. Which, that taught me. That moment taught me even like, there's no ghost. I don't buy ghost. Right. 
I don't buy the fact that something goes and it's going and now you become all these particles or whatever your energy is going to and you're halfway discovering this whole other universe go hold on I gotta go back and move some furniture and shit yeah. <laughs> I wanna freak some people out or, or whatever I got now I'm just trying to be funny. No, but, but, but and you're, and you're fun. That's what I like about all this stuff because you find the jokes. But I got to back you up. So when my dad died for the car accident, we're all around his his deathbed. The, the they don't they don't really warn you about the, the where they the body is fighting right to the last second yes. to live. Yeah, and to the point where the breathing gets out of control. I guess they call that <sighs> the death rattle because it's just <sighs> like fuck. I don't want to die. The body's yes. saying I don't want to die. Yes. So I'm holding my dad's hand. We're all around. He's still my dad. You can feel his presence, his soul, his yep. spirit. And as soon as he died, I don't know the time, but you're saying about a minute. With the, within, all right, let's call it a minute. Within a minute, I'm looking at this, my dad. I'm, I was about to say this thing because that's what I really felt. I'm looking at what was my dad going, Wow, that's not him. And I, it yep. wasn't that I was scared that I was now in the room with my dead dad. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. Because wherever my dad went, he's not in this room anymore. Right. He, whatever made my dad, de my dad it left this room. And I ran out of the fucking room in a weird way. Like, where is he? Like, I was looking around like, where is he? Because it's such right. a... Because within yeah. seconds, I saw my dad. He was in a coma with his eyes closed. Right. But now he's dead with his eyes closed. And you could feel the difference that... Oh, yeah. He, whatever that makes you alive, long gone. And now you're just, like you said, looking at a corpse. I'm looking at a corpse. And, and it was creepy. And not because yeah. he was dead. It was creepy because you're like... Well, what happens when you... I started at that moment going, what really happens when you die? How is it so instant like that? You would almost feel like you would feel his presence still even though he was dead because it's your dad. You've seen your whole life. You know how what his face looks like, his hands look like, his hair, his nose, his eyes. And you're like, this is the... I don't know what this is. I don't want to know what this is. This My dad's life is over and I got to get out And there's out of this nothing room. you can do about it. No. no. There's nothing no. you can do about it. No. No, and, and, and it's it ma it makes you also realize, wow, growing up and throughout your life where you felt some type of immoral. Yeah, we don't think about. We are on borrowed time. We're on borrowed time. No matter how much you love life, adore life, think what's going on. We're leaving here. Case closed. Right. We're all out of here no matter what. And me and you sooner than we'd like. We don't know. No, because you talk about that on your CD live, live from Portland, how the numbers. I, t I tell my wife, uh, I go, wow, this math's just not working out anymore. What? <laughs> well, you explain on the oh. on your, uh, your your comedy CD, but basically, when, basically the bit is, you make it really funny, obviously, but you're like, when you're 20, you're like, all right, 20 oh, plus yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. is 40. Oh, that's 40. nothing. I'll probably have yeah. a house, maybe a kid, maybe be married. Ah, oh, it's easy. 30 plus 30, 60. Okay, I'm still working, I guess, you know. And then you turn 40, like you double 40, like, ah, oh, boy, there's a lot that can happen in there. Stroke. Ah, now, we're in our 50s, like, yeah. Yeah, the math doesn't work out. Well, let's make the math work out for this next sponsor. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, NHTSA is working hard to combat texting while driving. Texting and driving isn't just a dangerous problem, it's deadly. And if you drive while distracted, you're three times more likely to crash. 
but far too many people still don't recognize the dangers. Did you know that when you send or receive a text, you take your eyes off the road for about five seconds? And at 55 miles per hour, that's like driving more than the length of a football field with your eyes closed. Between 2012 and 2017, nearly 20,000 people died in crashes involving a distracted driver. And if your own safety isn't enough reason to stop driving while distracted, here's another one. It's also illegal. That's why cops are writing tickets to anyone caught texting while driving, and they're doing it to save lives. So remember, if you text while driving, you will get caught. You drive, you text, you pay. So we are going deep, folks. And when we come back, we'll finish off our visit with Jim Brewer. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to play a song off of my new album, The Soundtrack in My Head. This one fits perfectly. Greg? Taming the briar patch, mowing the lawn, or trimming Yeti, whatever you call it, it's about time we talked about manscaping. Guys, you manscape, right? You know, keep things trimmed and fresh below the waist. That's key, fresh. Fresh. Manscaped's uh, got products to keep it fresh. No more talcum powder anymore. No more smelling like an old tackle box. (laughs) (laughs) I've been wanting to use that line for a while. (laughs) Nine out of ten women of all ages prefer their guy Manscaped, but you got to have the right tools for the jewels or you'll look like you used a machete. Pop over to manscaped.com and check out their perfect package. Oh, not that perfect package. You daffy bastard. <laughs> the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. That was a smash hit on Shark Tank. It features the lawnmower, a precision trimmer engineered for below-the-waist grooming. Its skin-safe technology means no more accidental nicks and burns. Check out the lawnmower and the amazing grooming and hygiene products that come with your perfect package. What's that saying? Trim the shrubs and the tree stands taller? Well, get 20% off plus free shipping today if you visit Manscaped. Dot com and use promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, and again, use promo code OPIE at Manscaped, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, Manscaped.com. Hey, friends, we're here with Heidi King, the Deputy Administrator of the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. NHTSA is working hard to combat texting while driving. Heidi, tell us more about the National Texting Enforcement Campaign. You drive, you text, you pay. You drive, you text, you pay is the National High Visibility Enforcement and Awareness Campaign that supports law enforcement's amplified efforts to combat texting while driving. Well, why is distracted driving so dangerous? Because text messaging requires drivers to take their eyes off the road, their hands off the wheel, and their mind off driving. It is perceived by many to be the most dangerous distraction on our roadways. Please join the conversation about the consequences of texting while driving by using and following the hashtag JustDrive. Thank you, Heidi. While April is National Distracted Driving Awareness Month, please resist the urge to drive distracted year-round. For more information, visit nitsa.gov slash distraction. That's N-H-T-S-A dot gov slash distraction. OP Radio. You were talking about being in the house after right, so, that died. So now I die, I'm praying, I'm going, God, what is out there? Yeah. Can I please just feel, am I ever going to feel his presence? I don't even want to hold him, but that, is there something when we go where we just feel the presence of, oh my God, it's my dad. Right. Or, oh my God, it's my friend that died when he was... Do we just feel that for a moment and it's enough where is is time just irrelevant? Does it seem like so 
while I'm asking all those questions and praying, <laughs> I hear boom, bang, bang. What the fuck is a bang, boom? And it, it's a, it's a tapping sound, but I'm not tapping. Almost like a like that. Yeah. And it's in my dining room. Yeah. And I walk to the dining room, and there's a a cardinal, and he goes up in the he's he's on the branch, and he's staring at me. And when I go to the window, he starts you know, cheep, 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 cheep. and I'm, now I'm, our our initial reaction is going, you know, you're nuts, right? This bird has nothing to do. I'm freaked out. Right. The reason why I'm freaked out <laughs> right. is because I was just praying and asking for all these questions, and, and I'm having such a hard time missing my father, and my sister just died. Like, what is, what is going on, man? Where are we going? Because death is on my doorstep. And every time I'd start walking away from it, and it bank, bank. All right. Would, <laughs> this is weird, man. Is, would this happen... Did I never notice this before? I was going to ask you, how many years have you lived in this house, and how many times has that happened? Never. <laughs> okay, exactly. So and so, and the timing's weird. The timing's weird. If I wasn't, at the very least, you got to go. I wasn't, the timing's really weird on this. If I wasn't, I get praying. I would get it. So now, the next morning, this thing starts. On the window of the room where my dad died. Bank, bank, bank. And, you know, like, wait, he moved windows? Yes. Wow. So he would, right there, that window he'd start hitting. We're looking at the corner of uh, And then uh, he would house. go from there to this window. Then he'd go around the house. Come on. I, dude, I hope my kids pass away if I'm fucking lying or exaggerating. I have no reason to tell I, the no, story. No, I believe you. And I'm, that's why... That's why I'm, I'm accenting it by going, come on. No, I know, but yeah. I, that's why I'm like, when people are listening... Yeah. I don't... I know I, I know what happened, so I don't have to defend how I feel or whatever, and I'm not trying to sell you. I'm like, I'm telling you, this is... I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. And now the thing would hit the laundry room. Punk, punk. And then it would go to, back to the the window that originally started so that was his that was the pattern you go from that window this went on every single day for a year and a half went all the way through one year through the winter all through winter he'd tap on the window my father swore yeah yeah he sees his reflection it's a male cardinal and that's why it's a, that's what he, he, he sees the reflection he's going after it that's your father in law. Yeah, there's no God. You just die and you turn into shit. Right. <laughs> it's like turning a computer off. It's all it is. <laughs> and and maybe it is. I don't know. Right. I'm I'm here to say I don't know. That's I it. don't know. Right. Right. Um I'm amused by your vision. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> I am extremely amused by your vision. Um so throughout that year and a half, I have very every time I see Anyone wheeling an elderly person, I would just instantly start sobbing. I'd have to find a room to go, and I'd, I'd have emotional breakdown. Yeah. If um, someone would start going, man, your dad was funny. He was amazing. Go, oh, right, right, right. I'd have to take – I cannot handle my dad without sobbing, seeing a picture. 
And I, just, I would have some primal cries, which just fucked up cries. Oh, God. Oh, God. Like, I got to stop. I got to stop. When is this going to stop? Right. A year and a half later, it's March. So, you, so this started in October. This goes through the following October, goes through the following winter, and now we're in March. We go to Turks and Caicos. We're in Turks and Caicos. While I'm out there, I have one or two more breakdowns. While I have the last breakdown, we're on a patio, and I went, you know what, God? I started praying. No one was home. They all went to the beach, and I went, I am, I'm done with this. I go, I, I'm I want to let him go. Can you please help me just let... I, I'm done. I said, Dad, I'm so sorry that I kept you around this long. This is unfair to you. This is unfair to me. Like, this is life. This is life. When I think you, I want to laugh. I want to be able to talk about you. I want to talk about what a great man you were and what all you did for me without crying, without fucking being depressed. I don't want to do this anymore. It's time to move on. You're a man. I got to show my kids... How to handle this when, God forbid, something happens to me. Right. I let it go. Right. And, I, and you really felt like you let it go. Yeah, because. You were done. Yeah, because I, I didn't cry again. Right. Vacation's over. Now my real test is going to happen. I'm going to see people at home. I'm going to see the pictures. But I am feeling the best I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> My father-in-law is here feeding the cats. Always pisses off my wife because he fucks it up nonstop. <laughs> he, how do you fuck up? Oh, it's a lie. She asks, "Will you please take the cans and spit in it and get them out?" He never brings them out. You walk in here, it smells. It's always a disaster. Fair enough. Okay. So he and, and I'm coming. In, I give the bags to the girls, and they're walking in the house, and I'm taking out the bags. And, and as I walk in the house, he meets me on the top of the stairs. Hey, Jimmy, uh, I was vacation. It was good, Dad. He goes, first thing, hey, uh, that cardinal is not right. He left. He's gone. I don't know. He stopped hitting the windows. I swear to God, I started laughing. Right. I just, I just started laughing. And what do you, what do you mean? What do you mean you haven't seen him in like a, he goes, no, I don't, you know, every day I've been coming in the beginning of the week, you know, he's still here. And then, uh, I don't know. He hasn't been here for like a couple days now. And I went, are you, are you fucking kidding me? He said, why? I said, why? I, and I, I mean, I'm speechless. And again, it's because of what. I wouldn't have been bugging out if I wasn't on the patio asking, I'm done with you. Yeah, I'm releasing yeah. you. Please go. I'm sorry. I held on to you. Blah, blah, blah. So I go, I, I, I asked, I asked for it to move. I asked for my father to move along. And he's like, oh, for Christ's sake. They migrate, Jimmy. <laughs> they migrate, for Christ's sake. Will you stop with the God nonsense? Now D's getting into you. And I went, and I laughed. I laughed really hard. Not one bird, let alone the cardinal, since has has done that ever again you in my really house. Have, you simply have not seen this cardinal since. I've seen cardinals, right? But not back none has there. ever hit my another windows. Window. Never. Not even another bird. Wow. Wow. So, dude, check this out. Yeah. 
So I told you, I have this friend, and we, we have coffee every morning. He's an old guy. He lost his, he lost his wife. And if he, this guy can talk to him two seconds about him sobbing. Right? He was always like, oh, my God. So a couple months, a lot of talking with him and trying to help him, get him to laugh. I bring him to Long Island once in a while, the shows. And, and now he's, he's much better. He laughs. He's good. He's actually looking at women. Life's good. I'm going to show you the fucking text. All right? So I tell him the bird story. And he goes, wow, that's, that's, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. So two weeks ago, he's going through um, a change. He's from Staten Island. He goes, you know, Jim, I, I, I said, how you doing? How you doing today, Rob? He goes, I'm having a hard time. So what's the matter? He goes, I, I don't know where I'm at in life. He goes, I don't know if I should stay out here. I don't know if I should move on. I feel like I, you know, my wife was, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I should be doing. I said, all right, if you need something, come over to the house, man. No one's here. Watch the game. I said, I'll watch the Yankees with you. Even though, you know, he's a Yankee fan. Oh, shit. It's fucking, sorry, it's. I hit voicemail and it's like recording everything I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, so um, this, the beginning of last week, we're at the, we're at the, uh, I walk in, he's talking to another guy and, he's, and they, I walk in they're like, there he is. Cause wait till I tell you what happened. Oh, what happened? Cause Jim, I'm in my basement. Cause I'm cleaning things out. And I started crying. I was all right. He goes, and I started talking to my wife. I said, "Hun, what do you want me to do? Do I stay? Do I do? What do you want me to do, honey? Please, I, I'm believe." And he's more Bible and this and that. He's like, I, you know, he's praying the way he's supposed to pray in the Bible, whatever. And he goes, "Just please, God." I, 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 on my fucking kids' lives, he goes, "Jim, someone starts tapping on my basement window behind me. Go turn around. It's a female cardinal." Holy crap! Oh, well, Oh, now nah, I'm going. All right, is he just telling me this right, story? Right. Is he just bugging out? Yeah. What the He's gonna make fun of you. Yeah. Is he gonna, all right, I'm right. waiting for. Yeah, I'm right, waiting for the joke. Right. I'm waiting for the big setup. Yeah, yeah. Cause I, 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 I just started laughing. I said, "What do you want me to do, hon? What do, what do you? Is that you? Are you? What do you want me to do?" And she goes, and she just kept hitting on the thing and chirping, and then went away, and I went upstairs, and then I went back stairs, and I'm like, "Oh, you?" And it kept. Tapping window. Oh, wow. So then, check this out. He sends me a text. Here we go. Monday, April 1st. And I thought this was his April Fool's joke. Yeah. I send to him, um, hey. Oh, he writes, I go, Rob. I'm asking him, what's the kid's name? The one from California? Because I'm writing a script, right? He goes, uh, Colby. I went, thanks. You're welcome. Sitting in my driveway in my car, reading the Bible, the female carnal flew onto my passenger rear window and was flying into the window. Oh, my God. <laughs> you see how I said, I said, what? Yeah. And our, our new thing is when weird shit happens, how we always go, that's weird. And he goes, yeah. he smiles. He goes, no, right. it's fantastic. That's fantastic. So, you know, and then I sent this, you know, crazy looking yeah, thing. But yeah, yeah. He mean. goes, I tried to get my phone out of my pocket to take a picture, but it was too slow. 
Maybe you just got dumb birds around here. Maybe we got dumb fucking birds <laughs> no, around here I'm in kidding. New Jersey. <laughs> but no, but you never know. And we get wacky. But I was more blown away. I'm like, what is yeah. that? What is that? Well, it's now, what, what? these. All right. So, th- right. The rule of threes. You hear these things three times. My grandparents uh, died six weeks apart from each other. Um, 14 years ago. My grandf- they were they both got sick around the same time. We moved them from Pennsylvania down to my aunt's place in Baltimore, kind of recreated their house and her living room, recreated their bedroom in this bedroom we had for them. My grandfather passed uh, in, in March of 2005. Six weeks later, she passed. We, we knew it was coming. Um, <clears throat> I got out of Baltimore. My parents met me down there. Uh, she was on hospice. You know, we knew that the, the day. Then it's you know we we sit through the through the whole night. That morning, um, she's you know not not really looking anywhere at any of us, and she's like she says she kept repeating, "Okay, all right, are you sure? Okay, all right, are you sure? Okay, okay, okay." And we hear this tapping on the window my aunt lives out in the country kind of like this blue jays all the, never seen cardinals there's a cardinal tapping on the window and now i realize she's talking to okay all right the minute she says okay that was her last breath the cardinal flies away now for i just got the chills again for Anytime anybody, any of us have ever felt like, even me now, no matter where I am in the world, if I have, um, you know, if I'm feeling down about something or, or questioning and I, I raise that to the universe, what should I do? And there's been a couple times when I was in Atlanta that were, I needed that. Um, in the night, I'll, in my field division, there'll be a, a cardinal. And that's the... I interpret that, and I believe it to my core that that's the yeah you're on the you you we're just checking in you're okay, and now we'll see two of them we'll either see a male and a female together right I when I first heard that uh, in the on your podcast yeah I, I played it for him on the way over here today and I was and, like, and Robert goes is, to me I have a story I'll save for the podcast that's crazy I, mean, I I believe it to to my core I do too and there's nothing you could do to convince me otherwise no. especially. Because I put it out there in the universe, and the and the way I put it out there, and the way it showed up, and the way I put it out there for, to be healed and move on, and then it just disappeared after a year and a half straight. Right. And again, the thing about us, we're not looking for money. I'm not looking for you to create a new religion. I, I know there's other people who go, damn, you know what? I got a story. So that's what I'm saying. Don't give up on... We're not deeper, or there's something heavier. Maybe you just haven't even tried. Right. You got to allow it to happen. You got to allow it to happen. And I mean, birds in general are really freaking creepy to begin with. So maybe why are they creepy? Because like the whole their whole flight thing doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Where you see them on a tree and they can easily. With with ease, just land on your your fence post. I'm like, all of it is it just. Dude, I read a cool. My daughter (laughs) gave me a a sick book. Yeah, um, and I've never read it. I can't tell you. I don't know if I ever completed a book in my life. I really, I. You're not a reader. No, I hate it. 
Because you're very knowledgeable, I man, hate, Mr. Brewer. You're just I living your reading. life. You hate reading. Hate it. Wow. Um, I hate it. What kind of book was this? It was called Ishmael, and I went, I'm not reading a book called Ishmael. Is this about, like, Jewish people? It's like, <laughs> it's like, is this religion? Like, I'm not reading Ishmael. Um, and what was bizarre was leading up to this book, I have one question over and over and over. I did on the Rogan podcast. I said, I, I brought up a little today. Where did humanity start to make a left turn? We're like, you know what? We're going to start schools and Bibles, and here's what happened. And God said, write this all down, and this is we're going to wear these clothes, and this is how we dread, and this is how we talk, and this is yeah. how we act, and this is what we do from here on in. Right. And it just keeps getting bigger and wider and crazier as life moves on. When did that start? Right. Nonstop. This, so almost two months straight, I'm asking God, like, where did that? You got My daughter goes, Dad, you got to read this book. She gives it to me. It's pretty much that concept. Same exact concept. Oh, yeah, I got to read that. It's at the end of the day. It's about control. No, it's 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 the it, there's an article and I, I don't want to ruin it, but there's an article in the paper that a guy reads like today, and it says if you're willing to, I'm a I'm looking for a pupil that's willing to learn about saving the world moving forward. Okay, but you must be you must be open you must be ready. So the guy goes, oh god, I got to go there just to see all the fucking hippies and the and the tree huggers and all this shit. And there's gonna be a line around the block because it's abandoned building. So he's weirded out. Does he? He walks in there. It's a gorilla, <laughs> But the gorilla talks. And basically, long story short. The gorilla asks this guy every day on a new to a new mission and asks him every day, why do you think this exists? And the guy's like, I, I don't know. Why do you think why do you think a frog was created? I think he's what, what, what well, you know, it eats the mosquitoes and the mosquitoes. Why do you think uh, a lizard was created? Well, because of this and that. And it basically goes down the path of all of Earth. It's Earth that keeps us alive. Oh, yeah. And, and the universe. And it comes down to man. Why do you think man was created? And if you believe in a God, what was his purpose to create the man? Do you think it was purpose was to create us so we can have microphones and shit and, and dress a certain way, blah, blah, blah? Or we're created for something else? Like, why... Are we? How does how does this creation of Earth and everything just fucking crush it for all these years? Well, this thing's made to do that, right. and this thing, and the deer are made to eat the grass, right. and the goat's made to do the thing, and that's made to eat the thing, and the wolf is created right. the thing, and man is created for to yeah, yeah. just have great TV shows and and uh, and he basically says the way you are gonna. He goes, they're all stories. Man loves believing stories. He goes, at that moment in time, someone came with a 
fucking story. Hey, if we do this. And then they kept getting greedier and greedier and greedier. And up until that time, you knew we can't have a kid. Why? Because we don't have enough supplies. Hey, you two can't be banging over there because we, you don't have enough. So, hey, we can't stay over here because we can't grow fruit and blah, 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 blah. And yes, there was killing. And there was what? But it was, it was in order to keep in harmony, we have to. This is only 11 us and we got to stay by this or somewhere along the line. Yeah. Someone started controlling it. Someone started and organizing killing, it. Killing just so they can have profit. For what they didn't right. need. Of course. Life was about necessity. Right. Somewhere along the line. It changed. They went past the necessity. Said, let's kill. Let's murder. Let's control. On take, right? Let's for take not that. Even, for not even needing. And, and even if you think about science. How many things were created. Right. Just to kill you or make you sick. Knowing it was going to make you sick, and then they created what can help you from the thing that they purposely created, right? Just so they can live in a big mansion, just so they can be just well, control more. So the story goes: it's up to you to change the story, right? Of course, start changing the story. Well, going uh, to the last part of that, uh, and it won't happen overnight. Yeah, no, but going but to you got to be willing to start changing. But the going story. to that last part, which which sums it up, that does that huge lawsuit with the oxycotton people, the the company they created it, they knowing they created it, yes, and then want, wanted to go into the help part of it, yes. so they had the full circle. Yes, they get you addicted, and then yes. they also control the treatment. That's right. So think of how that's, many people. That's died. the lawsuit that is happening right yeah. now. That they're like, this is insane. That wait, the yeah, same but, people that's getting all these people addicted yep. on opioids across America, they they went into the 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 help business on top of it. And you don't think that's been done with cancer and well, every that's other why disease? I'm bringing it up. It, it, it's not the first time this has happened. Every time you have a cancer walk, yeah. sponsored by X Y Z, yeah, a lot. I, I shouldn't say, but you should look into it. Because you never know if X Y Z is the one that knew, right? Of course, it was creating cancer. It was. I remember sitting one time, we were pitching this show with this guy out in Randolph, and we were talking to a guy and we were looking for an investor, right? And I'm trying to help this guy as a local fireman out, and he had this whole show, and this guy sat. This investor sat with us, and he was part of, um, sweeteners. Okay. And like sweet and low, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and whatever, whatever was there. And yeah. I will never forget something he said at that table, and it scared the living. I felt like I was sitting with the purest of evil. This guy's a billionaire, and we we're talking about well, whatever we were talking about, we we're like, well, that's not cool because I would kill people and blah blah blah. And the guy goes, it's all about profit. Yeah, and he goes like this. He picked up one of the fucking sugar packs. And he goes, you can blame me for creating this. Do you know how many people died from this? But do you know how much profit was made at the end of the day? So at the end of the day, if a trillion dollars are being given a pee and we've lost a million, we're still on top. Yeah. And I, dude, to this day, it was the most dark, horrific, creepy, evil thing and and that's something i realized in life where 
hey, listen, we're addicted from the day we start. Make money, make money, make money. You need money to survive. If money... You almost don't have a choice. If money... Was out of the ...is the creative of your civilization. Right. If money is your God, that God has no soul, has no mercy on your soul, will kill, will make you sick, will create you to steal... It will do anything it can yeah. to make sure you obey it and you get as much as possible. To make sure you have a great profit margin. Pure evil. That, and when they say money's the root of all evil, that's how serious you have to take it. I believe it, man. Uh, going back to that point, too. Wow, like, that was heavy. I love it. No, it's it's... But going back to that point about, you know, being here and being human and how everything... Don't fucking crash on the way home, dude. From what, the this edibles? This one's good. Yeah, no, this one's good. Stop with the edibles. Stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> no, no. You know what? Anyway, hey, listen, if anyone's listening, at the end of the day, we took edibles. <laughs> no, no, no. And no, this no, is just no, the weed no, talking. No, no, the no, weed no. is talking. No. That's why. This I, is all marijuana talking. Uh, none of this is that's, real. That's why I keep referencing it because we're going so deep. People will be like, oh, they must have got stoned. No, we're yeah, stone no. sober. That's why I, I'm actually bringing it up. And Robert's Stone cold sober. Yo. No, but you know what? And then again, I don't know if I'm right. No, I want to make a point, though, but, because you talk about nature and, and this whole podcast is sort of about nature as we're out in your backyard and listening to nature and stuff. And you talked about the creatures, how they all had a purpose and they all got along and they sort of they took but not a lot. And it was a, a, a give and take with everything else in nature. And humans came along and just take, 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 take. Until, not always. Uh, until we destroy. We're going to end up destroying this planet. Where again. did it start? We didn't always do it. We lasted Thousand, and we don't even know. Did we last thousands of fucking years? How do we even know? I love when scientists. Do you know when you were in school? Yeah. Scientists said there's eight planets. Yeah. Now they're like, oh well, we could be wrong. Right. So scientists are always. It's not even could right. be anymore. They they're basically saying there's so many planets we can't count that high. That's right. So and that's but but that's my point about humans on this planet. I go really far out with this stuff and go. It doesn't make sense that humans are on this planet with everything else in nature and everyone else sort of gets along with this. You know, it's a system, it's right? It's a system. And we don't fit in with the system with the rest of... And we constantly with, fight it. With the rest of nature. Right. So that makes me think, how did we get here? How did we get here? Are we like way more advanced and, and evolution, you know, advanced uh, life to the point where it's the ugly human and then we we destroyed whatever planet we were from to begin with? I know this is going really deep. No, and, no, no. I, and, I then, mean, and that's why we're actually here because I, I feel like uh, we're way too advanced for where Earth is. Absolutely. As far as the universe goes in time and, 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 and whatnot, it doesn't make sense to me that we would be this far out of control compared to everything else that is living on this planet. I agree. It's and, I, and not one scientist, no one could actually put it down in writing why that is. Why isn't there another... Uh, we've joked about this in the past. Why isn't there a giraffe waiting uh, with you at the bus stop? Why? why is it, <laughs> no, but I mean, why is there such a drop-off? <laughs> They say, oh, well, you know, dolphins are uh, pretty damn smart. They might be the second smartest, you know, creature on Earth. Yeah, but they're not, they don't have phones yet. Maybe How? they evolved to the point where they don't need phones. Well, that, fair enough. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. But it, it, it's, it's definitely very strange to me. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's really strange it's to me. It's just all fascinating. 
This is what happens when you just talk. Well, that's We're why. Just talking. But that's why I bring it up where you go, well, I know there's no damn God. Well, all right, then explain why humans are completely out of control on Earth. Let's start there at least. Because it's taken out. You're constantly, your natural instincts. Yeah, but why is that happening human. to other creatures? I love your point. And what I'm, do you mean other creatures? Why isn't it all of a sudden another creature going, ah, you know, I know we have this little thing, but we're, you know, uh, we're going to be about money and, and fucking over the next guy and profit margins and all that. Why is it the, only happening to humans? That's a great question. I just think somewhere along the line, I don't know. But we all bought into it, too. We all bought Where into it. Where was the pushback when this was beginning? Well. Who the fuck wants to work? Who said, exactly. work, and everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's do this. Where was the Let's pushback? spend eight hours a day brainwashing the kids so they learn how to work. Yeah. Where, where was the guy going, oh, I don't know, this is pretty cool, man. I, I can play wiffle ball all day. and I can, Sir, we, can, we have enough money and shit for everyone. Why can't we all just start hanging out now? One asshole said, work, nine to five, and everyone's like, Whoa! Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Why would you? Right. I would love to start. Hey, can we start becoming friends with like Egypt and Syria? I want to play in wiffle ball tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I want to challenge them. I want to. Hey, let me show you. You never had a uh, cheeseburger? What well, the fuck? All right, show well, me what this weird falafel shit you make. And we're assholes because we all control society. We make the rules. So at right. this point, it's like that's another. Why the fuck are we that. all? Why the fuck are we all working uh, for the most part? Nope, you just brought me into something. No, oh, oh wait, yeah. no, let me finish. Yeah, though, go ahead. Because I have a good point. So, what? Why is it? Let's just bring it back to current time. We all have figured out. A lot of us have figured out. We don't have to go to an office Monday through Friday, nine to five anymore. Mm. But our stupid bosses and our companies still force us to go to an actual office when you could do uh, part of your job from home while you're sitting here, like we're doing right now, which would give you a little bit better quality of life. But for some reason, we can't even let go of that knowing that it's now possible to get some of your job done that way because you've been trained and brainwashed that is the way society goes in that book ishmael too what i thought was interesting it's another thing humans we didn't need when did we start needing rules we know all all the creatures that you're talking about know how to live right they know what the deal is right so did we. Right. Forever and ever. Who who started saying, you know, I, uh, here's what's going now. We got, a new, we got some new rules around here, and this is how we go. And we have a law, and we have a right. courthouse. Right. And we're going to figure out. It's, it's common sense. Right. You know what's right and wrong at the end of the day. Right. You get a feeling when you do something wrong. Right. When you do something wrong, you know it. You don't need. So it's. I, and there'll always be. A- I don't know what all this is, but. Well, there'll always be a guy, too. <sighs> I'm waiting for someone to figure it out. I'll be the first one to go, hey, all right. Let's hang, yeah, but, I like the way this but guy there's, talks. But there's a guy right now making all the laws, whether it's about the subway or giving out traffic tickets yeah. or what have you. There's yeah. a guy right now that is in complete control of that. And and if society would just wake up and go, these rules are stupid. We don't want them anymore. No, but that guy retires, and there's another guy willing to take his place to be the, the, the rule maker. Because he's on top of the world. It's a power thing. It's a power ego. And that's what's holding us power back, Power ego though, to, money. To take away a lot of this garbage that, that, that weighs all of us down. Don't ever underestimate the power of power, ego, and money. I, I'm with you, brother. 
I'm with you. All right. Well, you guys heard it. You're on a mission. Go, I'm go with change you. things. Wait, did go change make things more exciting. Did you change say- the story? Change the go story. change the story. Change the story. We all just want to hang. Can we just? Hey, my uh, my it's so easy to just hang out. Why can't we just hang out? My bird story isn't as good as yours, but um, doesn't need to be as good. It has my, nothing to do with no, good. No, my uh, I have a beach house, and my my wife's uh, grandma died. Right really close with the grandma and stuff and the same type of thing looking for a sign and we did have a bird that banged into our window it wasn't a cardinal though right so right. It, this thing is knocked out cold we bring it inside. oh we've had that that's what they do <laughs> no, we bring it inside dead and now we're gonna enough. nurse this thing back it's sort of awake and it's days but we're like ah we'll put it in a shoe box we'll feed it yeah right uh my story ends with the bird comes back to life and starts flying all over the house, just shitting on everything. <laughs> <laughs> on we everything. had one of them. We quickly didn't think it was a sign anymore. <laughs> we had, this is a bad sign saying get out. Right. We had one of them. My youngest daughter, the bird would fly into the window and knock their asses out. Yeah. And she picked it up, brought it in the house, and the thing was fine. It started flying over, and we couldn't get out. And it took me an hour to get it out. But, um, well, that made me also think, again, how interesting the Cardinals were because they weren't just smashing into the house. Yeah. They knew precisely how to either tap or just even this thing would just kind of rub up against it. It was weird, man. That is. Anyway, this was fun. Yeah, this was fun. I'm exhausted from just. Are you really? Talking and my head's all well, over the place. No, you're. This was deep. This was in the woods talk. You did great, though. Uh, Jim Brewer's um, new CD's out. It's called Live uh, from Portland. And uh, I'm telling you, I said it on the, the episode before this. But uh, I can't think of another comic that uh, relates more to our generation with the stuff you talk about. Cool, man. You know, a parent dying, the nursing homes. Can Really quickly, because yeah. we didn't talk about it at all, what? and we certainly could wrap up because you gave me more than enough stuff. Uh, oh, I got to pee really stuff. You want me to just put it on no, pause? No, no, tell me. I want to hear Okay, it. so you're on tour with Metallica. We didn't get to talk about that at all, <laughs> which is a- a- amazing. And you do the... You do the pre-show, which I think is insane. It was awesome. Instead of having a uh, you know a warm-up band, it's Jim Brewer up there just making it up as you go. At times, I know you guys, you got a crew that is trying to figure out stuff and whatnot. But on your new CD, you talk about um, the first time you saw Metallica, yeah, and now seeing Metallica, yeah, and everyone can relate to that because you think your body could keep up. <laughs> with- with your old self. That's why you're so freaking great for our generation because you bring up this stuff that no one, is, uh, no one else has ever talked about. Well, cool. Oh, well, that's what, first of all, it was the greatest gig I ever had in my life. Yeah. It's over? It's over. Ended in the beginning of March. Is the tour over? Tour's over. Not, not The American tour's over. Right. Uh, now they're going to go to Europe, do stadiums uh, with Ghost. Right. And then they go to Australia with Slipknot. Right. That's it's quite a bill. Um, so the American tour is over. That was the greatest gig I ever had. Were you sad when it was over? Or were um, you ready to move on? I was sad before it moved over. I would do it the rest of my life if I could do it. Yeah. It wasn't even just the band. It was the whole operation. It was the fans. I felt like I discovered a lot of my own family. I would... I would find myself every night finished with my gig and then be in the audience with them. Yeah. Like headbanging hard, hard. Every night? Yes. You were still enjoying it. Just face to face with other people. 
And um, I, I think that's this is another whole one-hour podcast. Yeah, that's fine. I'll have to come in because there's so much to talk about with the Metallica tour. They are the greatest band. They work so hard for their fans. They care so much about what people think and what they're and who their fans are and what they could do for the fans right up to the point of bringing me aboard um you know why do they still work so hard you think they love they love it and and, and I, I will say this the, mo the the most interesting thing i i saw james hetfield before the tour started um not with us this was Actually, no. This was before. Um, I already knew I was going to do the tour, but I wasn't sure what I was going to do yet. And we were together, and I could, you know, he was a little off that week. And when James, are you, are you getting ready for touring? Because yeah, are you all right? He goes, I, I, I'm nervous. Well, what are you nervous about? He goes, I, I don't know if people like us anymore. I, I don't, I don't know if they like the song. I, I did. I, are, are we good? Wow. I couldn't. Ex I, I wow! Went, right? I kind of like hearing that though. Right? Because and I went, James. Because we all have doubts, I no matter James, what you do with your life. But here's so cool to hear James Hetfield going. Right. I don't know if we're good enough. I, I, can we pull wow. these songs off? Do yeah. they still want to listen to us? Are we? Are we? Uh, like? Are we? Are we? I don't know. And that that completely blew my mind. I mean, I already have so much respect for him and all of them. That made me respect them more. And when you saw what they did, they would show up to the arena at 4.30. And for two straight hours, they're in meet and greets. And, when, and I've, I've done a million meet and greets with bands and cruises and everywhere. Meet and greet is you stand in front of a wall. Pss, all right, don't, don't ask some questions. You go up there. Pss, okay, go on. Keep moving. Guys, you got to keep moving. You gotta, that is not Metallica. They stop. Where are you from? Wow, that's so cool. I've seen you before. How many shows you've been to? Oh my God, this guy's been to fourteen shows. Yeah, you want to take a bit? Yeah, let's do the. Yeah, I'll sign it. And they and they take their time with every single person. Amazing. Then when they're done with that, they go into the tuning room at eight o'clock every night before the show. Before the and they play for thirty five. To 40 minutes rehearsing before they go out and play another two hours and 15 minutes. I was going to bring that up. That's why they're still doing it. And that's why they're still doing they it. They figured it out because a lot of bands that, that uh, didn't get the longevity is because it got to a point, whether they hated each other or not, they certainly weren't connecting anymore because you, you start with a band. Most of us know this story uh, like the back of our hand. They all lived in a house playing and living together. And then you get fame and fortune. You got to move on and, and start your own life and family and get your own house. Or with Zeppelin, everyone got a, uh, a castle. And Metallica figured out, like, well, like, we're all individuals with family and different issues and different things we like. But if we could, like, get in a room before every show and hang out just us playing for, what is it, like a half hour, 40 at minutes? At least. At least. It, and they do it for themselves. That's it, right? That's right. And that's how they're connecting and going, look, we, we, let's, we all know we have different lives, but we still like doing this together. And that's why they're, they have longevity because they figured that part of it out. Two things on that. One is I asked James that. I went, James, why do you 
why do you guys do that? And he said, to be honest with you, Jim, you know, I don't, we don't hang out anymore. You know, I got a life. Everyone's got a life. Kids, family. Yeah. You know, vo- Priorities. Um, alone. He goes, so that is the only time, even as we're doing meet and greets, Lars is on that line, I'm on this line. When we get in there, it's the only time when we are, we connect with each other and we, oh yes, we're a band and we need to be right on as a band before we go out there. Right. And that was one thing. And the other thing is the very first show, I actually brought someone from the audience into the tuning room and it was, you know, it was mind blowing experience. I'm sure it's on YouTube, whatever, blah, blah, blah. The next day it was like, Hey, uh, James wants to see you. I went in there, and I and people go, why don't you bring us in the tuning room? James goes, look, when you come in the tuning room, it, it I now we have to perform for some for something else besides what we're trying to do, because I love that you did it. I love that you that the fans would love to see this because, but we'll never exist unless we can have that ourselves. And I went, dude. I respect that a thousand percent. It'll never happen again. He goes, you know, cool, man. Because just this is without this, nothing will ever exist. I went, God, I fucking wow, how cool love this guy even more. How cool is that? How cool is that? And they're probably in there too, like playing whatever they want too, because it becomes corporate. Like, all right, we know we have to play a certain amount of songs in this order because it makes the most sense. But in there, they're probably like just they're kid, playing. They're they just get, kids again, like they're, uh, like they're, they're just kids back they, in the the eighties, and they're playing songs that they. They they would change about five songs every single concert. Every single show was five different songs. They would rehearse all five of those songs, and plus maybe going over a couple other ones. It yeah. was that's awesome. I, it was the greatest experience I ever had in my life. They're brilliant. Even when they brought me out, Lars basically said, "Look, every time we get a band, no one comes out to see the band. It's a bummer for the band. It's a bummer for us. We want you to create a fan experience." And Lars' exact words, which I felt, I, I was, I was so flattered. He said this. He goes, "You've known us a long time. You're a fan." He goes, "I've seen you a million times. You know how to read a room. You know how to walk out and go. You know what? Tonight, I think they're going to be more in the mood for X, Y, Z." And he goes, and th- this is about the Metallica fan. I went, I got, I got it. Right. I got it. So that's what, it, when you walked in the arena, and a lot of fans, don't, what drove me nuts about, you're opening. I'm not opening. It never, ever said anywhere that I'm opening. It always said Jimbo is host MC right. of the Enlightened Up Tour. So my job was get him in the arena. Once they're in the arena, go, hey, what's going on? Buy some merch, yeah, yeah. drink some beer. They're in the arena. Yeah. When they first got in, all I want to do is unite everyone. So I had old pictures playing on a big screen. That was me who set that up. I sat with Metallica crew. Hey, get me pictures. So the first half hour, you, first hour, you go, wow, look at that guy. I've never seen that picture. I've never seen that video that's playing. Then I had my DJ go up. And the DJ, hey, it's all request. Request what you want. Then I would go up at 7 o'clock from 7 I mean, from 7.30 to 8, 8.15. Some places were in the mood for more, a little stand-up-y, so I gave them a little more stand-up. A lot of times, I would, I would pick someone out in the crowd, and I'd be like, clearly this poor guy 
<laughs> Never heard of Metallica. Yeah. His friends next to him brought him. <laughs> and I go like, dude, I'm sorry. What'd you, did he think you, you're coming to Garth Brooks? And the whole arena like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> And so, and then I would go, I, and I would tell him the 86 story. I saw Metallica in 1986. Who's the old, I want everyone to look around your section right now. Who's the oldest person in here? And I have the whole arena sections going, ah, he's yelling, we've got the oldest guy. And we, we'd find the oldest person and then all hail him. Oh, hail the king metal guy of the night. Oh, and then every, now everyone's together. Yeah. And then I'd have a sing-along. And then I'd do game shows. It was, it was the greatest gig That's, I ever had in my that life. That is man. awesome. Awesome good, gig. Good for you. Yeah, man. Dude, all right. I got to pee. What yeah, a yeah, hang. yeah. All right, Jim Brewer. What a hang. My friend, I love, I love this you, man. man. No, love see, you. you said it too. I like that. I love you too, buddy. Uh, live from Portland is Jim Brewer's CD. You could get it everywhere, wherever you get your uh, music and comedy these days. And he's got a Patreon. I don't know. Just go to jimbrewer.com. Robert, did you have fun? This was great. Thanks for uh, bringing me out here. Yeah, this was phenomenal. Great conversation. He's, he's screaming. All right. Uh, from from Jim Brewer's backyard, I guess there's only one thing to say there, Robert. Facebook fans, watch the Facebook videos. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Oh, my. We didn't even get to talk about the Mets, really. Uh, yeah, Jim Brewer, go to his Facebook page. He puts up a video pretty much every day talking about the Mets. These videos are absolutely great. He's, he's uh, probably the biggest... Metallica fan and probably the biggest Mets fan. I don't. I, there's not many people that could uh, compete in those two categories. All right, Robert, you know what to say. Wrap it up, Joey. That's it. Is that how we wrap up the show? I, 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 I was just. I wasn't gonna boo. This has been a great no, day. I, not a boo, but maybe like a, with a little more, you know. Wrap All it right. up, Joe. You want to try it again? I'll take another take. All right. All right. Just like feel it. We're in nature. You saw the you saw the deer running by. I I, I couldn't stop the podcast to say, see the deer finally running by, and a lot of bird noises and nature and the wind. Now so let's now do this. I gotta do like an NPR bit. Wrap it up, Joey. All right, I'll take that. Thank you, Robert. I'm going to wrap it up with a song I wrote that's on my new album. And this isn't a plug for my album. This is just something that I feel fits the moment, especially after the conversation between Jim and Greg. Because in the end, we really don't know. It's my philosophy on life or the afterlife, and it pretty much aligns with Jim and Greg's, and probably a lot of people. It's called Petty and Prince. Godspeed, Jim Brewer. Driving all night with the radio on Listening to Petty and Prince Taking my time with my thoughts But nothing makes sense Stop to get gas, some coffee too Girl, check me out and I thought of you I know you tried You know I'm still on the fence And for all that we know We don't know where it's all leading to Yes, for all that we know We don't know where it's all leading to Memories flicker like Through time, like threads on a tire, what's worn can.
can never be new And for all of the miles accounted for Where do we go, who knows for sure The one thing I know, I'd go there again with you Philosophers, teachers, and scientists People of faith and atheists All of them spending their lives trying to figure it out We're late to the theater and before the show ends We're suddenly escorted out again So just take it in and don't worry what it's about Oh, yeah.